Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to today's program. We are actually in the middle of a conversation with Keith Kalfas. We had part one of this conversation on yesterday's episode. And so today we're going to continue to talk with our special guest, Keith Kalfas. And if you uh, maybe forgot what we talked about yesterday or you didn't listen to yesterday's program, you could always go back and, and listen to yesterday's show. It was a great episode with Keith. The main thing we talked about was pricing and how crucial it is that we actually have the right marketing strategy. So we have a lot of you know offers to put out there. And then we actually have the right prices on the jobs that we do get. They're at a very profitable price so that uh, A, our business is profitable after we pay ourselves as the owner and all the other expenses to run our business. And B, so that we can really have a future of our company and grow and scale and delegate and get the right people on the bus in the right positions in our company. And so that's kind of where yesterday's program ended. We were talking with Keith about how he delegates in his business. He hires a lot of virtual assistants that are even in different countries are on different continents, yet they're helping Keith with their skill set, their wheelhouse to really help Keith grow his business. And uh, there's so many bottlenecks, especially in the home service-based business with finding folks who will do a good job. And so we're going to continue this conversation uh, with Keith. So without further ado, uh, let's continue to let Keith share with us how he's growing his business. You, drive me nuts, Paul. This is so good. Uh, what are you looking for when you're vetting on Upwork or on Fiverr? Are you what kind of reviews are you looking for? Have you ever swung and missed where you hired a VA and, and they flopped and they didn't meet your expectations? Or can you give us some t- tips? Because actually, I I tried Upwork. I hired a guy, paid him forty bucks for a, a simple little task, and the due date came and he never did it. Something else is weird. And <laughs> another day came by. It's a deadline, you know, 24 hours past due, 48 hours past due. So finally I emailed Upwork. I'm like, hey, homeboy never did what I paid him to do. Plus, um, he doesn't even reply to my messages. I'd message him be like, hey, how's it going with this or whatever? Just ghosted me. And so Upwork gave me my 40 bucks back for the thing. But h- how do you avoid that? Or have you ever had a situation like that? How do you find people that actually get the job done? Um And how do you figure out who to hire, whether they're in the Philippines or Europe or South America or wherever, how how do you pick the right people? That's an excellent question. So when I used to hear people give answers like I'm about to answer right now, I would get really pissed off because I would be like, well, I don't have time to do that. Of course that guy has time to do that. He's making the money or whatever. it's like, when you just accept that as true and you won't get these results until I'm not saying I have any great results or anything. I'm just, I'm still learning, but (laughs) for every one person I hire on upwork.com, I type in very specific criteria 
and I'm looking for people with these very specific uh, uh, attributes. Are they in the U.S. or the outside of the U.S.? Is it okay? Do they specifically need to be in Michigan? What is the pay rate? Am I going to pay them? I never go below. Um, well, depending on the VA, I never want to pay anybody below 15 an hour, even if they're in Asia or China or Philippines or whatever. And I go all the way up to uh, 150 an hour. Some people, uh, my average is at about 40 bucks an hour. But, and then I, in this criteria, I figure out how many hours have they actually worked for other people? How, how often have they been hired? What, what is their rating on upwork.com? Like, uh, now if this were to like to apply to like landscapers or something that you want to be like, what companies have you worked for? What are your skills? Come out in the field and show me. I want to know for sure. Like, um, all these type of qualifying questions, you're qualifying and qualifying. And luckily, so there was a labor market issue with landscapers where nobody could find anybody to work last year and people were desperate. And I think that's turning around because I'm seeing I've had several people just reaching out, wanting me to hire them. But on Upwork.com specifically, you have an entire world marketplace at your fingertips of thousands and thousands of people where Upwork has actually had to create this like uh uh, I don't want to say because I don't know exactly because I'm not an Upwork freelancer, but they've had to create this thing where it makes they have to jump through hoops if they want to apply to do the project or job or graphic design or build your website or help you with your reviews or run your Google ads. Right? There's amazing stuff. If you have a service business, you hire these these virtual assistants that will help you blow up the marketing and advertising in your business for real. But so what I do is I get super specific and I comb through about uh, a minimum of 50 up to 100 people for the position and I save 20 to 30 of them and I analyze and read every single one of their profiles. I go through all the reviews, other people they work for, what are they saying? And I want to see if it's real. And I look at pictures of their work and their portfolio. And I spend hours up all night doing this. I get a pot of coffee and I'm looking and I'm, and I'm going fast too. And, and then I'm saving them and I'll narrow it down to 10 people. And then if I can narrow it down to two to three, I will. And then I actually go out and I send proposals out to anywhere from three to 10 of those people. Very specific. Hey, I have this thing. I need help uh, editing YouTube videos, blah, blah, blah. This style like this. Here's some examples of my videos. And I send it to all of them. Here's the pay rate that I'm willing to pay or per project. And here's what I'm looking for. And then I wait 24 hours. And in the meantime, there's these people submitting their proposals and I'm reading through them and I narrow it down. Then at some point you have to pull the trigger. So what I do now is I hire two to three people at once for the same exact position wow. and I let them work. And then I watch the ones that do the job that I like and the ones that don't, I cut it off quick. So do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm not like, this is my guy. And then get upset when it doesn't work. I'm, I'm planting seeds with a shotgun. I'm moving fast. So what happened was I had this epiphany a few years ago. I spoke about this when I spoke at basically at this power washing event in Texas. Like when I had this epiphany, I spoke about it and I was like, this planting seeds with a shotgun. Something happens when you, you're not scared and trying this thing and trying to pussyfoot it. You're act, I don't even know if that's a word, but you are, when you become committed and serious and now you're moving forward, no matter what, there's something about that vibration or that frequency or that intentionality that other people can feel that. And they take you more serious. So these freelancers get in where you fit in. Like attracts like water seeks its own level. They're also looking for clients who got their act together and serious and have a brand and a mission. And, and they're very, they have rails up on their messaging and they want to work with people that are like, you know, I, I have certain freelancers that work for me 
multiple of them have told me that I'm their favorite client and I'm their best client. And I'm literally giving them $50 bonuses, $100 bonuses, giving them raises and giving them money, send them thank you letters. On a Sunday, I'll go and especially on Christmas, I have Loom. It's like a little video training thing. It's almost like Zoom, but you could do these little snippets and send them to people. Record your screen, Loom. Remember that for training people. And I'll go down to each one of my virtual assistants. Like I, I was like, 20 of them at the time. And I was like, Hey, I just want to let you know that. And I meant this for my heart. I really, really appreciate that you helping me with these projects. I love what you did on this. And I just wanted to reach out and say, Merry Christmas. And here's a bonus. And I love working with you and I look forward to working together in the future. Let's crush this thing. And I I just, I wish you and your family uh, a Merry Christmas. Boom. And, and so I felt that I've built a real business relationship with these people that I've never met all over the world. Now I don't get into their personal lives and they don't get into mine. My best virtual assistants, we don't know anything about each other's personal lives and we like it. We have that fine line and we only contact each other through upwork.com. I have their phone numbers and emails. And once in a while, if I have to, if I'm out of the service area, I'll send them a quick text. Hey, yo, uh, I got that article. It looks good, blah, blah. I'm out of town. I'll be going to get back. Boom. And they don't care because they have like, anywhere from one to five to maybe 20. Some of these people have agencies and they have like 50 other clients. I don't know. I don't ask them, but the cool thing about hiring freelancers and this is where the future I believe is going just like, (laughs) well, whoever here on, whoever on here has $500 million to launch this idea, which I don't think it's much of a secret. And there's probably other people right now in Silicon Valley working on this very idea right now, this invention, there's no way they're not. Cause if I'm thinking of it, they've already thought of it. Just like you got Uber eats. Some of you guys listen to this right now. Well, Oh my God, that's a genius. It's not genius, dude. Trust me. Some you there, Paul. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Just like you got Uber eats, you got DoorDash, you got, um, all these different services. Like I haven't been to the grocery store since 2016. Everything is delivered. What do you to the door. use for your grocery store delivery? I was using Shipped Shopper. Now I'm using Instacart, Instacart. And I order like all my toilet paper uh, and paper towels and toiletries and towels and cat litter and dog food and all that stuff from, sorry, Walmart.com. And just, I used to argue with my wife and stuff like this. I'm opening a loop, but give me a second here because I want to make sense of this and sensify it. Um, and articulate it for you why this makes sense. And as we move into the future, everybody's being squeezed through the cracks and being forced to evolve or get crushed is like, I would argue with my wife. She's like, what do you mind? It's going to be $12 to have them to deliver the groceries and you're leaving them. How much of a tip? A 16. I leave these people like 22, $24 tip, depending on how much I'm like, they're literally going to the store and getting all of our groceries and everything and putting it on our front porch. But you could do that yourself. Like, Okay, so if I value my time at $250 an hour, what do you value your time? Here's Here was what pushed me over the edge and made me hire people. Like our cleaning lady is coming tomorrow. She's been working. Uh, I'm sorry. We hired her and we're one of her clients for like four months now. And this lady cleans our house and our floors and scrubs the bathrooms and the toilets and does everything. She loves our dogs. And she's very nice. And um, it's like, uh, I think it's like 150 bucks every time she cleans. I'm I'm learning that if you hire someone else to do something. Is she weekly, bi-weekly? What's your cleaning for? Uh, we had her weekly and well, she's never, the lady's never going to hear this anyways. My wife is already an OCD clean freak herself to the point where she gets anxiety about every little tiny thing. And so my wife is stuck in this 
thing where she's afraid. Uh, uh, my wife is very intelligent. Like she, she's extremely sharp. Uh, but she has this thing where <laughs> she keeps trying to clean the house herself because she wants to save money. She's like, we got to get her down to biweekly. I can do it. I can do it. I'm like, listen, you just, I mean, I just did all the dishes before this podcast. I made a big salad. I put all the dishes away. I clean and vacuum the floors and I feed the dogs and cats and I take out the trash. And just because I am an entrepreneur doesn't absolve me from my household duties. And my wife does the laundry and I fold, I mean, I put it away and I help fold the towels and we change the fish tank and it's like walk the dogs. But what I'm saying is that more and more and more of these services are going to happen where people can just come into your house that are vetted and licensed or, or or some app where they do all these things for you, this concierge type of luxury service. And you say, Oh my God, that's so expensive. But here's what pushed me over the edge is if you, let's say uh, you only make, if you take that same exact time and you use that time to get on the phone and close your next thousand dollar landscape client or five lawns or whatever you do, or you work on your marketing in that same exact time, instead of going to the grocery store and pushing around a cart for like an hour and a half, you could probably make 500, a thousand or $20,000 in that same hour. If you utilize it correctly and you're aware, and even if you only make 50 bucks and you break even, you didn't have to go to the grocery store and at least you furthered your career, right? Imagine you're building this machine and you're climbing up and down the ladder and building in this machine and you're building this system and you, you stop building the machine to go to the grocery store so you can save 50 bucks or you go do this other thing. So you want to keep the momentum going in your business and building the machine by using money as a tool to hire other people. So here was the idea. They should do this shit for landscapers. There should be some type of app for services for people who are like, they might do DoorDash. Like the average employee now, people have like 30 different jobs by the time they're like 40 or something. It's crazy. Back in the day, people would have one or two careers max at their entire life. I know my grandparents worked at Ford, GM, Chrysler, and they worked 35 years at one job. Today, people are jumping around from job to job to job. So I think they should capitalize on that and have some type of app where you can literally like there's landscapers that come and work. And then just like Upwork.com, if you want to retain that freelancer for uh, full time, you got to pay Upwork a hefty fee. Why? Because they found the freelancer, vetted the freelancer, and now they want a cut of that. It could be thousands of dollars to come and retain and work for you, which is a totally different uh, story. But I was saying all this, excuse me, to talk about where the future is going. And I'm trying to get a grip on it myself. But <laughs> that was a lot there. No, I'm taking you, notes. Walmart.com. That's like your toiletries, stuff like that. You just go, you have like the Walmart app to get all that stuff delivered. I mean, anything you want. We just ordered a whole patio set with a big umbrella and like Walmart connects to all these other companies too. So you can get almost anything, but. And then, uh, so they, so but it's the app, the Walmart app. That's what Mr. Oh, Producer yeah, totally. does. And then Instacart, that's your, your mainstream groceries. Yeah. And, and make sure you have different, like your business credit card versus your personal credit card. Uh, mm -hmm. I use credit cards. So in case there's some type of discrepancy or problem, the credit card companies protect you better. And you then, know. yeah, but cleaning but, lady, you're just dropping her a check or how yeah. does that work? And mm -hmm. she's local. Um, why, why did you choose Upwork over Fiverr? I've got, I work with people on Fiverr still often, even right now I have an accountant on there. 
why do you go heavier on Fiverr last month? Why do you go heavier on Upwork than Fiverr? Yeah, because it seems that Fiverr has more of these one-off type of gigs and there's a lot of, uh, Fiverr has come a long way and there's a lot of real professionals on there who you could pay thousands of dollars to do things for. But I like the structure of Upwork and I like the the workflow and the way the system is designed that it seems a lot more, t- it's, it's almost like LinkedIn compared to like Instagram or Facebook, like Upwork is the LinkedIn. It's the, okay. you know what I'm saying? Well, I don't because I've only used it one time and I, and I, I swung and miss, uh, you know, guy, uh, the guy paid 40 bucks and never did my work. It left a sour taste in my mouth, but I'm thinking maybe I just should have hired someone to charge a little bit more. Yeah, you, you maybe know? hired somebody who like they're brand new on Upwork and they weren't taking it serious and they hadn't done work for anybody else and you forgot or didn't know to, kind of narrow your criteria. So you just got a dud and it happens from time to time. Okay. But you can actually, that's a very controllable thing that doesn't actually ever have to happen ever again. Well, I'm not saying that, but you can lean it in the chances that something like that is less likely to happen next time. So you should try it again if you want. And you're seeing all this delegation from your personal life into your business is creating more profit overall by the time you pay 27 grand a month or whatever it is you're still making more money by scaling this way (laughs) um well i do hope you're watching the almond shop build on caleb and Brittany's youtube channel hi it's mr producer seeing the construction of the hardscape academy's headquarters come to life is definitely cool and satisfying This fall, the Hardscape Academy in beautiful Fairfield County, OHIO, opens its doors, providing you and your team with hands-on training to improve skill sets and gain equipment mastery so you can supercharge your earnings potential. In the meantime, you can instantly access the Hardscape Academy's online training resources for paver installation, retaining walls, fire pits, step installation, or even schedule a one-on-one coaching call with the kid contractor himself. Visit thehardscapeacademy.com or use the link below to get the comprehensive guides and continuing education that will advance and empower your company today. That's thehardscapeacademy.com. Remember how the riding mower was such a game changer? That's what Roll by ADP is going to be for the payroll business. It's a chat-based payroll app built for small business owners like you. Roll makes payroll ridiculously easy and you can do it anywhere, anytime. And it makes onboarding for new hires smoother than a freshly cut hedge. Roll lets employees and contractors submit employment forms and roll in direct deposit and more, saving you valuable time. Roll was designed for those who'd rather be outside working than stuck in an office. It calculates, withholds, and files taxes for you while letting you manage payroll from anywhere. And because it's a mobile payroll app, going digital will remove those boxes of papers in the trunk of your car. Ready to get rolled for your business? Green Industry Podcast listeners get their first three months free. Visit GetRoll.com slash Green Industry to get started. 
Hey, Landscaper, do you work hard all year for freedom but still feel as though your money controls you? Unfortunately, because you can't give bookkeeping your full energy or focus, it just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you? Because your business demands your time elsewhere, you need a personalized bookkeeping solution dedicated to your industry. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, now known as the Landscaping Bookkeeper, is dedicated to giving your time and peace of mind back through our monthly bookkeeping service. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute phone call. We want you to become a confident and informed business owner. We'll take care of your grain so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. We are stoked about the six brand new resources that we have just for you at LaunchpreneurAcademy.com. I'm Mr. Producer, and Brian has been working hard to make sure the resources you've been requesting are now available for download. We have the landscaping bid form and estimate sheet. This is going to be huge. I'm so excited about making this available to our landscaping friends. The customer cancellation of service letter. Canceling customers and pruning your business is one of the most important things you can do. The subcontractor agreement form. If you guys are hiring subcontractors, use a subcontractor agreement. The change of order landscaping form. There's not a landscape job you do where something doesn't change. They want to add lighting. They want to change plants. They want to change things around. The employment application form. Now we have that at LaunchpreneurAcademy.com. It's 30 bucks. Every person you bring into your organization needs to fill out the employee application. The employment handbook and company guidelines. When we hire new people, they are going to get an employee handbook. They're going to sign off on it. And it's just another way to CYA. Get instant access to these six new resources, plus 30 more at LaunchpreneurAcademy.com. All these documents are downloadable, editable, and you can customize them to your business. The media business is a 54% profit. It was 83% until I started really hiring a bunch of people because I was like had a chick, I was like a chick with my head cut off. Mm-hmm. Now it's at a 54% profit, and I pay myself a thousand a week on payroll and take distributions in the media business. And then the landscape business is what 35.5%. And the I'm I'm doing all the math here. Yes. Yeah, so I did 309,000 last year between the two businesses and I made 165,000 gross profit, 121,000 net profit. And then I bought this crazy fancy camera that I wanted. What camera to did you get? Try to, the new Canon C70. Okay. Uh, it's uh, this one. Oh, wow. I mean, I mean, it's just a camera. Nobody cares, but I love what it, it, man. What it does is it allows you to have like, the thing about these, like I've got the Canon C200, this 1DX Mark II, the EOS R6, and the C70 all right here. And the thing about the more expensive cinema style cameras that you see, actually you could put your cell phone in 4K and get like a comparable quality images. But these cameras are so loyal, uh, loyal, because I have an actual like emotional relationship with my camera. I really do. They don't shut off. They do what they're supposed to do. They're the Rolls Royce of cameras when it comes to consumer borderline prosumer cameras. If you want to have a podcast, you want actual kind of more expensive camcorders that that's a whole nother hour long video, but I'm obsessed with cameras. I was making videos ever since I was a kid and it was my dream my whole life to get some really nice cameras and like my friend Quentin, the videographer, you guys might've seen him on my Instagram and stuff. He, uh, 
he has these cameras and I would get so pissed off and I would hang out with him. I'm like, how do you afford? He's got like the reds and the, the era Alexi that they shoot movies on. Like we're filming um June 1st on Wednesday. And um, yeah, so I finally got a couple of them and I learned that they're phenomenal for having like a studio environment because they're very dependable, which means that if you want to interview somebody for like, uh, you know, a weekly podcast show, mm-hmm. you have peace in knowing that that camera will run for a hundred hours straight without overheating, out shutting off. It'll go all the way. It'll go forever. It's like it plugs into the wall. It has interchangeable lenses. It does. It's just a, so a they workhorse. don't, they don't cut off after 29 minutes and 59 seconds. Like my Canon ADD does. No, sir. They just roll. And then how do you connect those fancy cameras to your computer? Um, I can, I did this on the last podcast. I think I was on Aussie Lawn Stars last week. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Gary. That guy was cool. Yeah. Yeah, he was a cool guy. I talked to him on WhatsApp because, little tip, if you ever have any friends outside of the country who are landscapers, talk to them on WhatsApp because it's free. Because if you try to call them on your phone, you get a $100 cell phone bill, like, just for that one call. Um, Here, I won't get my – maybe I do – here, I'll show you. Here, I'll flip it around. I'll show you my studio. You don't mind? Go ahead. This is great. For those of you on the audio only podcast, you got to turn into my YouTube channel to see um, behind the scenes at Keith's house here. Uh, We're posting on the YouTube. It's the green industry podcast with Paul Jamison. So we'll have uh, clips from this interview uh, over there on my YouTube channel. And then you can see uh, his piano and the back end of his computer here. This is pretty cool, guys. So this is in your garage, this studio here. <laughs> uh, this is great. I don't know if you remember when Bugs Bunny. Uh huh. Never mind. I can't wait to build a studio like you have, man. I cannot wait. Right, here you go. Oh shit! Now, are right, you there, Paul? Yeah. Paul, I'm here. I'm Paul. here. I'm here. I, when I when I have it zoomed in on you. Um, my audio drops, but I hear, I'm just giving you full screen so we can watch this. This is so cool. I cannot wait to build my studio, dude. I, let me see it. Well, dude, you know what inspired me to do this? It was you, that studio that you worked at when yeah. you went to ATL in 2018, bro. I yeah. saw your studio. I put it on YouTube. It was doubt. So this is the Logitech Brio. It's just a webcam, but it's like 300 bucks and it, has, it looks, it's good quality, right? So you, that's all you really need is this, but here's my studio. I'm just on the laptop with you, but then here's the A10 mini pro. With you could change all the camera angles and stuff, and the, over there is the different screens. See the camera. Uh, let me go to PGM. Here's different screens. See, you can see me in the background. Mm-hmm. Okay, so cool. This is the, obviously the Rodecaster Pro. You guys have all seen this by now. Here's the Zoom H6. I love this for doing mobile podcasting. It's just, a, man, this thing is an amazing little piece of equipment. You could plug like a camera into it, and uh, we got the headsets like Paul has here. You've seen those. Oh yeah. This right here is the best mic of all time because you just plug it in USB and it works. The the just the blue Yeti. And it's on the like the Yeti caster boom arm thing. Up there, we got this type of like aperture lights behind me. I got these uh their overhead lights, the three-point lighting system to light up my shoulders and peel me off the background behind me. We got uh, Alexa, turn the Phillips Hue lights green. Alexa, turn the Philips Hue lights blue. And I get the app and stuff. So uh, here's the cameras. 
I'll go over here. You can see that's the Canon C200. Wow. Uh, there's a ring light up there for extra lighting. I've got sound deadening material all over the wow. ceiling and stuff to control the sound in this environment. This How is much does like that a, Canon cost? Uh, this one here, I'll move the mic so you can actually hear me. Can you hear me clear right now? Yeah. Okay. So can you see that? Yes. That's the Canon C200, EOS uh, C200 cinema camera. The body of the camera was 5,400. And then the lens is the 70 to 200 F2.8 L series uh, telephoto zoom lens. That was, I think, 2,200 for the lens. So about 7,000. This right here is the Canon C70. Okay, we lost your video here. I can still still hear you. Oh, sorry. The old uh, Mini A10, what's going on? It's not the mini, it's the, uh, let's try this. Excellence in broadcasting. Mr. Producer told me never to have dead air guys. So as Keith plugs his video camera in, if you guys are headed to the equip exposition this year, don't forget to save 50% off promo code, promo code, Paul. Nice. <laughs> you can hear me, Keith. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. Your video dropped. I don't know. What's going on? Uh, let me try to go back to the uh, just normal. Yeah, I, I saw enough to 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 to, ke- yeah. to catch a vision. Now now the audio's back. Let's see if we get the video connected. I'm gonna build a studio here in the near future, and um, when I move, and uh, I'm just trying to get ideas. So this is this has me pumped up, man. And you're welcome to come to my studio in Michigan, and we can make some really good content together. Uh, yeah next time you're in the area okay absolutely so i i don't know why i'm gonna have to jump out and reattach my feed okay well we'll end oh, the pod- boom let's see oh there, there we, we are. are we're back well if, are you wanting to interview me for your podcast or absolutely you- man okay i don't want to invite myself on the show here i just uh i didn't know if we we're gonna do one and one because i i gotta i gotta get going in a little bit so we probably should switch over to your show if that's what your game plan was i didn't exactly know me too let's do that so let let everyone on um, listening to my podcast keith um know how they can connect with you your show get connected and all that what's up guys i'm keith kelfis landscaper youtube weird guy who makes a bunch of crazy YouTube videos. And if you've never heard of me, uh, just look me up on YouTube. You're either going to love me or hate me. <laughs> but um, I have a podcast called the Untrapped Podcast. I think we just crossed 450,000 downloads. We're on all platforms. We talk about uh, health, wealth, wisdom, relationships, finances, and the landscaping business, and the struggle specifically that you go through when you're getting a landscape or lawn care service business off the ground. I talk about that crazy psychological quantum physics stuff. I'm really into that type of stuff. And it, 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 uh, it's a rabbit hole, but anyways, check out the untrapped podcast and you can find me on YouTube at Keith Kelfus. And, um, if you need to email me the untrapped podcast at Keith or just go to Keith And thanks Paul. Totally, man. And I definitely want to come uh, hang out in the studio there and, and get some ideas for when I build mine and, and make some content with you. So thanks for virtually hanging out today. And hopefully we'll, we'll do some in-person stuff. Thanks, Paul. Love your podcast, bro. Thanks, Keith. Well, guys, as Dr. Frank once told me, the teacher arrives 
when the student is ready. I think that's an old saying that they have. And there's some truth to that. And I feel like a student and Keith is the teacher about the issue of delegation. And the reason I feel like I'm ready now or more ready to learn about this now is because I've come to this point in my business where I can't wear the amount of hats that I'm wearing. And maybe you can relate to that. You're wearing so many hats and you're not moving the needle. You're, you're just putting out one fire to the next fire to the next fire and not getting that traction. And so for those of you who've been listening to my podcast for a while, you've heard me reference a few stories where I have tried to hire somebody for a task or a project or a position and I got burnt. And there's, there's multiple situations, unfortunately, where uh, folks let me down. And part of the mistake that I made after I had a negative experience where I hired somebody to do something for me and they either didn't do it or they did a very poor job or it took them too long or they were just a PETA, a pain in the rear end to work with. What happened was then I just retracted a little bit and I was like, oh, well, you know what? Maybe I'll just take care of myself or I just got lazy with delegation. So I say all that to say this. What Keith really drove home, the point he really drove home on today's program and even a little bit on yesterday's program that I really took away, Mr. Producer, is that it's so important that we vet those we're about to um, hire, whether it's just a one-off project or a full-time role or a part-time role. We need to do the due diligence like Keith does to really comb through their reviews to really comb through their portfolio of, of work, to really consider the pros and cons of hiring this person. Are they equipped to take care of this job? And uh, I really appreciate Keith sharing his story because I think it's rattled off the um, complacency inside of me that's been holding me back from taking some of these hats I've been wearing off and hiring the right people to do these various jobs. And so uh, again, I'm just sharing vulnerably my journey of, of being burnt and hurt of trying to uh, get the right people on the bus. But just because we may have struggled with that in the past, like Keith said, we need to really be intentional to vet and look at the uh, person that we're about to hire and figure out if they're the right person or not. And if, if they are, then give them a shot. And if they're not, then, you know, at least we figured that out maybe with five minutes of research rather than actually hiring them and days, weeks, months, or possibly even years go by and realize, oh, that was a horrible idea. So anyway, that could be a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day. Uh, but again, I just want to say thanks to Keith for being a guest on this show. And I love as the host of this show, when I get to have a guest on that just had so much value and, and at the end of the episode, I'm a better person for it. It's, it's, uh, so rewarding to get to do this podcast and you rinse and repeat that over week after week, month after month, year after year. I don't know about you, Mr. Producer, but just getting to sit in the, you know, behind this microphone and do this show, I've matured as a business owner so much uh, just by getting to have guests on like Keith Kalfas that share uh, their business experiences and, and what they're doing to, to really take the business to the next level. So Thanks again, Keith. I, I definitely appreciate it. And friends, if you're looking to take your business to the next level, one of the things that Keith really uh, strongly emphasized was knowing your numbers and knowing your pricing. And so if you're looking to, to better understand your numbers in your specific business and 
uh, what you need to know to charge a uh, per man hour to, to break even with all the costs associated to operating your business, including uh, your owner's salary and paying yourself and to figure out what price do I need to not only break even, but to actually hit the profit margin that you want to hit? Well, we can help you with that. Uh, we have a Know Your Numbers e-training program that's going to teach you how to calculate break-even costs and establish profitable man-hour rates and really understand the financial side of the business. I know a lot of us can be rock stars with the technician side of things, and that's fantastic. But understanding the finances of running a business is so pivotal to lasting success in this industry. So the Know Your Numbers e-training program, it's available at our resource center. It's at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. And one of the teachers in this uh, e-training program is my friend, John Pajak. He's a certified financial consultant and uh, he's the owner of Turf Tamer Lawn Care up there in Indiana. And uh, he's helped me so much understanding my numbers. And uh, he actually came down to Atlanta to help me film the Know Your Numbers e-training program. And uh, we have, I believe, 14 or 15 video modules and Know Your Numbers training program. And you also get some documents with that as well, such as our pricing matrix calculator. So check it out. It's the Know Your Numbers e-training program available at the Resource Center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. Thanks for listening to today's show. What's that, Marty? Ratings and reviews. Yes, sorry. We, we've been... You know, we've been forgetting about these ratings and reviews. So I want to read one real quick uh, to close out today's show. Forbes Mowing and Landscaping. He says, I listen to Paul every day while I'm mowing or driving in my truck. Absolutely listen to this podcast. If you're thinking about starting a lawn care business. Thank you. That was left on Apple podcast. Forbes Mowing and Landscaping. Five star review. We appreciate guys. Those ratings and reviews. They mean so much to our show because what happens in bringing this full circle, just like Keith taught us to vet our potential new employees and subcontractors. When somebody looks at a podcast and like, you know what? I want to find a podcast that talks about business and lawn care and landscaping. And then they, they find the green industry podcast. If they're smart, what they'll do is they'll look at the ratings and reviews. And when they see a lot of ratings and, and folks putting a couple sentences of a kind word in there. And they're like, oh, you know what? This has a good reputation. It's got a bunch of five-star reviews. It's got a bunch of nice things said about it. And then they'll hit play. And then hopefully we'll bring the excellence in broadcasting, Mr. Producer. At least we'll try our best. Uh, but I say all that to say, guys, if you find value in, in listening to Keith and myself and, and uh, you want to be a blessing to us and, and to this show, um, to the future of the Green Industry Podcast, uh, please take a quick moment and uh, in your Apple podcast, if you're listening on Apple, if you're listening on Spotify, you can do it there. Uh, just drop a real quick rating and review. You can, uh, it's a five-star system. You can drop however many stars you think the show's worth, hopefully five. And then uh, a sentence or two of social proof. It really means a lot uh, to us. And, and just uh, share what you appreciate about the show. We would appreciate that. So thanks for the reminder, Mr. Producer. We'll, we'll try to read more of these on the shows in the future. And uh, thanks again for those who take the time out of your day uh, to drop us that rating and review um, in Apple and or Spotify, wherever you listen to the program. Thank you, guys. Smash that follow and hope to catch you in the next episode. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.